0: Welcome, everyone, to this edition of Popular Technology Radio. So happy to have you here with us. And joining me on the show today is a longtime contributor. His name is Brent Butterworth. He, of course, is a longtime audio writer, and he writes for TheWireCutter.com, one of my favorite websites for Soundstage Solo, another favorite uh, website. And for Jazz Times, a wonderful publication. Brent, always nice to have you on the show. How's it going?
1: It is always a delight to be on your show.
0: (laughs) Well... The pleasure was all mine, I assure you. So, Brent, I want to take you back. I want to get in the Wayback Machine because we both have been uh, around this business for a long time. And let's go back to, say, 1998. And we're walking the show floor at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. And it's more or less the first year of plasma televisions. They are big. Mm. They are bulky. They are about 40 inches or maybe 42-inch TVs, as I recall. Yeah. And they were from companies that are no longer doing anything to do with TV, like (laughs) Jitsu and whoever. Pioneer. Yeah. And Pioneer, that's right. Yeah. And they were about, oh, I don't know, in the neighborhood of $15,000. And people were just going goo goo gaga over them. And then now let's get back to the present time. And here I'm looking at the Black Friday ad for Walmart. And they have a special buy. Uh, it's a Philips sixty-five inch, four K TV, and it's two hundred and seventy-eight dollars.
1: Wow! <laughs> the two hundred. Oh, I may have to just go buy one of those. Wow! And, uh, it's like free. It's like they're paying you to take it almost.
0: <laughs> and so those first televisions were roughly forty inches or forty-two inches. Uh, yeah. You can buy a forty-inch two K TV at Walmart, also on Black Friday, for ninety-eight dollars. Wow. Or a 50 inch 4K, and that's $148.
1: How did we get here, Britt? How did it go? You know, it's the magic of mass production. And I, I remember, you know, my boss at the time, Bill Curtis, who ran Rob Report and a bunch of other magazines, bought uh, the first Pioneer Plasma. There was a Pioneer and a Fujitsu, and the Fujitsu was about 40 inches, and it was twelve grand, mm-hmm. and it looked pretty bad. The Pioneer was 50 inches, and it was twenty-five grand, wow. and it looked... Tolerable. I mean, the cheapest TV you go buy at Walmart will look a lot better nowadays. But plasma was really not that cheap to produce. But L C D is really, 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 really cheap to produce. Or it has gotten to be. You know, it used to cost a fortune. It used to be like L C D TVs that were twelve inches were like three thousand dollars or something right. like that. Yeah. So it's a wonderful thing. I mean it's like it's getting hard to find TVs that are small anymore because when you can get a forty inch set for 100 dollars. I know
0: hundred ninety eight dollars.
1: I'm actually going through a lot of home renovations right now, and I'm thinking about buying a TV for my dining room. It's a breakfast nook, really. It's not really a dining room. And uh, I'm thinking, like, you know, I'll just get, like, a 32-inch set, but there aren't even that many of them out there. Yeah. But they're all, like, the high-end 32-inch set is, like, 150 bucks.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, just, it's important to remember that those early sets, $12,000, $25,000, Looked terrible. I mean, they just didn't look yeah. great. Um, you know, it was early days of that technology, but I, I mean, people were swooning over over those sets because they were flat, and I mean, flat for the day, which was probably what a good five inches deep or four. Yeah,
1: inches. yeah, four or five inches deep, and uh, and they ran pretty hot, and they chewed up a lot of power, and yeah. uh, you and know,
0: there was no high def content really either, and they weren't high def televisions. Um, oh,
1: some of them weren't. You know, they had just started high def broadcasting back then, so you yeah. could go buy a tuner for six hundred bucks or something like that. I bought one, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you could get a little bit of content because you know Blu-ray didn't come out until uh, two thousand five or something like that. So you know, it was kind of a it was a luxury good, and now that that's a big problem for TV manufacturers. How do they sell anything? And make any money, you know, when when you can buy a 65 inch TV at easily, just walk into Best Buy right now, not even on a Black Friday deal, and get a 65, 70 inch TV or something like that for a thousand bucks or less. I mean, much less, really, even. Yeah. And um, how do they sell a three, four, five thousand dollar TV? I mean, there's lots of features that you can talk about, um, like HDR and all that sort of thing. But um, by and large, you know, even my like hard, hardcore TV. Video friends, actually, well, hold on, uh,
0: hold on, we We got sure. a quick commercial break. Okay. We're talking to Brent Butterworth. We're talking about some of these insane Black Friday deals and how cheap TVs are. And we got more. When we come back. You're listening to Pop Tech Radio. Coming right back at you, it's Pop Tech Radio, Mike Etchart, with my good friend, Brett Butterworth. He, of course, of Wirecutter, Soundstage, Solo, and Jazz Times, talking about the unbelievable cost differences of TVs, the latest televisions, and boy, what it's like out there in the marketplace compared to what it was when all of these flat panel televisions were first coming to market. And Brett, you started to say before I so rudely cut you off for a commercial break
1: that... A
0: lot of your hardcore video file friends are saying that I'm going to guess you're going to say that, you know what, <laughs> these things are all pretty good.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I I was at Vizio to go look at their new TVs and soundbars and stuff, and I have a friend who was at the time their PR agency guy, and now he's their internal PR guy, a guy named Mike Wood, and Mike worked for Joe Kane, who's like the all-time video guru, and uh, he worked for me, and then I worked for him, <laughs> you know, as he goes That's in the, the press for, for years. He knows as, as much about this stuff as anybody. I, so I went to this Vizio thing, and, I, and they had like a 40-inch TV or something for 250 bucks. I'm looking at this, and it's 4K, and it's got HDR or or whatever, and I, I'm looking at this thing going, and I looked at Mike, I'm like, is that really good? He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's really. It's actually really good. <laughs> Because he would tell me. If it sucked, he would tell me. Um, But it looked great. It's just, I'm kind of holding off right now because, you know, I have an old Samsung projector from 10 years ago. I'm not a big video guy. And, uh, you know, I got it on a 72-inch screen. And for the time, it was kind of a state-of-the-art projector. But I keep thinking, you know, why don't I just get a TV... Then I don't have to turn off all the room lights and stuff like that. And then I can watch it during the daytime with the sun streaming in and stuff. But it'll happen. I'm I'm waiting for him to get down to about $59 <laughs> for a 70-inch. I'm not really joking either.
0: <laughs> it. It's funny because I was in um, – my daughter stepped on her Chromebook. So I was over at Best Buy near me. And I was just perusing all the televisions. And like you were saying in the first segment, it is unreal they're all around 500 bucks i mean really at the end of yeah. the day and that's for a good size 50 55 inch tv and there are lots of them that start with threes that's just that's regular pricing and i don't know what the margins are on those things but they can't be very much and which is why of course that you know they try to sell you a soundbar and anything else which by the way is actually i think the most important purchase you will do in addition to the television is a soundbar oh yeah for a quality viewing experience you need good sound just period and that is the the downside of all of these wonderfully thin televisions. Of course, is that they sound terrible because it's just physics, right? You, you
1: yeah, just you can only fit so much, so big of a speaker in there.
0: Right, exactly. So that I mean, a soundbar is an essential purchase, but even those, the good ones, are still super inexpensive. The good soundbars that are out there.
1: Oh yeah, and yeah, and, you know, there's a, there's a new uh. There's actually a big development in soundbars this year, and that's these ones with Atmos built in, Dolby Atmos, which is the overhead surround sound thing that they, you know, the so-called immersive sound. Absolutely. And you wouldn't think that, like a soundbar, I mean, they build these these little upfiring speakers into the top of the soundbar, and some of them have like upfiring speakers in the surround speakers that come with the soundbar too, and. You wouldn't think, like, with a soundbar, it really works. And I can't say it gives you, like, a discrete overhead effect or anything like that. But it just makes your soundbar sound like a really, like a kind of like a big home theater system. And I've heard ones from uh, Vizio, Samsung, Sony. Uh, and there are some that aren't so great, but, you know, the, the better Vizio and Samsung ones are just, like, it just sounds amazing and it's so easy to work and you plug it into your tv and everything just works it's not like an av receiver where you got to configure everything and then nobody in the <laughs> house can work it and all that kind of thing it's just it's a, just an unbelievable thing
0: yeah but where is you know where's the profit how are these separate from the soundbars but we can go back to the tvs for a second. You know, the companies that are, I mean, I, I assume now you're just getting down to a handful of companies essentially manufacturing these with, with different brand names. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's just, it, it's, 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 it's a business of, of, uh, quantity in terms of you, you just have to sell a ton of them. Um, and nobody's making very much money on them.
1: Not much. And I, I, I can't see how they do it, frankly, but, um, but you know, as much about this world, I don't understand. Um. <laughs> So I, I, I don't really get it, but they but they are doing it, and uh, you know we might as well enjoy it, take advantage of it. Um, I think it's just a wonderful thing. I mean I, I, I can't I don't see a downside here, uh, except that people are just you know tossing their old TVs into landfills when they can go buy a better one for 300 bucks.
0: Right, right. and of course, there is no repairing these, and they do they do die.
1: Not so. much. they do die. Yeah, you know 5 expensive. years something like that 10 yeah. years
0: it's a disposable product we've gone from $12 to $25,000 to a disposable product at let's say under $300 so it's really yeah that's what has happened in the last essentially 20 years you know the the manufacturing Uh, technologies and the manufacturing efficiencies that all come in. It is a remarkable time to be buying. And on that note, I do need to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Pop Tech Radio. We're going to come right back. Stay with us.
3: holiday season dodge's gift to you is employee pricing plus that means everyone gets the same price our employees get on the dodge durango and with durango's available 475 horsepower dodge is here to make every trip a memorable one so hurry in to the dodge big finish event today to take advantage of employee pricing plus offer is available in the purchase or lease of a 2020 dodge durango or a new 2019 dodge vehicle excluding charger and challenger customer responsible for $200 administration fee must agree to delivery by 120 see deliver details Welcome back. It's Pop Tech Radio. Mike
0: Edchart here with Brent Butterworth on the box. Brent, of course, is with the wire cutter and Soundstage, Solo, Jazz, Times, and a man who has been in this business, the business of technology, for many, many years. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about Black Friday deals and the ridiculous prices on televisions. Okay, so Brent, do you have any super groovy Black Friday deal you got an eye on?
1: I got one I just found out about this morning. There's a new uh, Bluetooth speaker and headphone company called EarFun that's doing a lot of really quite good stuff. They've got really good audio engineers there. Um, and they have a little speaker called the EarFun Go, and it's about, you know, five or six inches uh, wide. And, you know, you can easily throw it into a purse or a briefcase or something. And it is going to be – it's it's as good as any inexpensive small bluetooth speaker is it's one of the two best i've ever heard and it's going to be like 25 26 bucks on amazon uh for black friday so uh yeah if you just need like a little a little speaker that sounds really good that you can lug with you anywhere that costs almost nothing um that's that would be my choice for uh for this black friday
0: i will log on and put it in my basket uh, Brent, you ever at this day and age you ever wander into any of the Black Friday, uh, the Black Friday madness, or do you try to stay away from that?
1: Well, I don't have a choice because, you know, I work for Wirecutter and Wirecutter is really kind of all in on that. So uh, I'll get in a little plug here. Um, Wirecutter has an entire team of people that are scouting for Black Friday deals. You know, so I'm actually working <laughs> Black on. Friday and even on Thanksgiving. Not, I'm not working too hard. I'm just basically get on the web and answering people's questions and trying to find some more deals and stuff. But yeah, so I'm actively involved in this whole thing. Now, do I buy the stuff? If I stumble upon a deal on something I want? Yeah. I mean, I don't go buy, I don't recommend to people that they just buy random things on black Friday that look like a good deal. Uh, you know, I think it's better to sort of be like, Hey, you know, I'm on the lookout for this kind of product. And if I can find this one or this one or this one at a good price, I will buy one of those rather than just buy some random thing that's that's really that looks really cheap.
0: Well, it's certainly about impulse buying, isn't it, uh, on that day? Yeah. And, and we all have, I'm sure, have succumbed to impulse buying at some time in our life. And,
1: Not since yesterday. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Okay, there
0: you go. <laughs> um, I will say that the times that I do go out, and I certainly have over the years, wandered out just to kind of get the vibe. It is kind of fun, you know, because it's... It's exciting and and people are kind of fired up and revved up and it, there's an energy when you're out and about. I mean, if if you're in a gigantic crowd, for, depending on what you like, that may not be your thing, but it it's just kind of fun to be out there and looking at all this stuff. And there's a lot of ridiculous deals. and And it's never been clear to me. You know, I assume like like when we were talking about those TVs. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that the, maybe those are loss leaders, but I don't actually know, you know. Do the big box retailers, do they, you know, 8 months ahead of time kind of decide what they're going to have and work out some kind of pricing so maybe they're they're just making no money or do they is it your sense they lose money on a lot of this stuff?
1: My guess is they're still making a little bit of money, but you know, you got to remember that for the best buys of the world to have a a Black Friday deal is great, but what about uh, I mean, a lot of websites have the best black Friday deals and yeah, you might get something else while you're on the website, but I don't know. Um, you know, I just don't know what to say. It is really hard to know what to say about that. <laughs> well, and
0: it is, it's, you know, between black Friday and cyber Monday, it is, um, if nothing else boy, there's a lot of money moving around the internet, and it doesn't seem to be going away. So I think for the foreseeable future, we're going to see this sort of thing because it gets people in the store at a time of the year when they want to be yeah. in the store. And it's it's a weird year this year because Thanksgiving is so late in the month. So I think the oh, yeah. window has shrunk for the buying season for this holiday season. So, you know, they're trying to get as many bodies in the building as they can. And um, it sure seems like when I was, as I mentioned in the last segment, I guess, where I was at Best Buy just recently, I couldn't believe how many TVs they have stacked out in the show floor. Um, yeah. just a ton of products. So they must be moving a lot of stuff. I mean, and again, those prices I I can understand why. You know, I've been looking at a fifty five inch TCL for my living room and I mean it's just it's so dramatically inexpensive. Kinda of do double take every time I look at the prices. It's like Wow, really? That's three seventy nine
1: for you know a quality set that's big. It's like wow, it's, just, it's just crazy. It really is crazy. But you know that's what uh, that's the world we live in right now. That's what technology does. So, um, you know, we can we can observe and we can comment. But you know, probably the best thing to do is just take advantage of it.
0: That's right, exactly. But it <laughs> certainly speaks to the technology of manufacturing and manufacturing efficiencies and. You know, once they get a product, you know, figured out on the tech side, on the development side, and they, you know, and they, they go through the line and they get that working, it is, it's just, it just starts. I mean, I know you've been to a number of these factories and they just crank them out and yeah, the price goes down, down, down.
1: Yeah, I mean, sadly, you know, so many of the things I buy, the price just never goes down. So, you well,
0: know, <laughs> well, you have expensive tastes, or you have you know niche products.
1: So well, I play double bass. Those those are big giant things. It costs a fortune just to, to ship them, and you got to have people build them. So, I, they can't production line them.
0: No, um, exactly. On that note, Brett, we need to take a quick commercial break and we say goodbye. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and I think we're going to probably see each other in Las Vegas fairly soon, are we not?
1: I am real sure that we will and um. <laughs>
0: and we'll be talking I'll, then.
1: I'll be there once again for my 31st Las Vegas CES.
0: Wow, alright. Well, you got me beat by about eight years, I think. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to catch up though, so maybe hang back for a couple of years so I can catch up. Alright
2: folks, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Pop Tech Radio. Brembo has been stopping champions on the track as well as drivers like you and me on the street for over 50 years. Whether it's UV-coated brake discs, low-dust premium ceramic brake pads, or high-temperature brake fluid, BremboStoreUSA.com is the place to go to buy genuine Brembo OE-equivalent replacement brake components. Go to BremboStoreUSA.com to help you achieve that 60-0 to zero braking performance you deserve and expect from Brembo. Brembo, the choice of champions and consumers for over 50 years.
0: Hey, welcome back, everyone. Pop Tech Radio, Mike HR here. It is that time of year. It is Black Friday, and of course, after we roll into Black Friday, then we have Cyber Monday, and it is the season of deals. And what gets you into the store for Black Friday? Is there anything that could get you into the store for Black Friday? If you've been out amongst the throngs of people, you know that it is. It's crowded. It's Congested, and oftentimes the thing that you want and you saw in the flyer the day before is maybe not even available because it was limited in terms of the quantity. So, there's certain factors to consider if you are a Black Friday shopper. It's kind of fun to be out there, though. Uh, I'm going to actually bring in my producer, Cody Castleberry, to see if he's going to be out at Black Friday. Now, Cody, you have a couple of young kids, so I'm going to guess you may not be in the throng but is there a product that would get you out of the house on black friday to go shopping
4: yeah I, you know i'm looking for a tv for my bedroom
0: now but as we've kind of talked about on the show it's getting harder and harder to find what now are considered smaller tvs what size tv would you think is appropriate for your bedroom not a 65 inch i assume
4: no a uh, 40 inch would be great that's hard to find that's right. you know it.
0: There's not a ton. I mean, there's a lot of them. They're inexpensive if you want a decent one. There's not that many out there. Um, We talked about the wonderful deal (laughs) that Walmart has, you know, because I'm sort of still casually in the market for a television myself. But I don't want to. I think I want a 55. And some of those deals we saw were the 65 inch we had talked about at Walmart. And there is it looks like Walmart's got a couple of other TVs. And they actually have a really good TV. By the way, you can go online and remember in the old days. You literally had to wait for that flyer to come out, typically the day before Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving day in the newspaper. But now they're all online. Um, I'm looking at a Samsung 55-inch 4K UHD LED Smart TV with HDR. How's that for a mouthful? That's a, but that TV is regularly $599. Call it $600 uh, on sale for. Three twenty-seven. Can I talk you wow. into 55-inch TV, Cody?
4: I actually have a Samsung. You have a TCL, don't you? Uh, see, my TCL died on me. So
0: oh, I, that's right. That's what
4: did you replace it with? Samsung. Um, it was okay. a 7-series, I believe. I got that one for 500 bucks, not on sale or anything. So Okay. Yeah, I mean, I have like a little 32-inch in my room. I mean, it, it's all right. It serves a purpose. But if I ever want to like lay down and play a video game in my room, <laughs> my eyes are too bad to look at a 32-inch screen from across the room. So sure. like a little forty inch would be awesome. This deal Walmart has on Black Friday for that forty inch two uh, K TV. I mean, it's just two K, but it's still it serves a purpose. You know, I don't have sure. an HD PlayStation or anything, so I don't even really get to use, um, you know, the HD, you know, four K technology. Really, I mean, I don't have. Well, a
0: that's source for that's it. that's super HD. Uh, but th- this will be an HD, a high def TV. Right. So you'll have
4: uh, high def. You won't
0: have standard
4: def, but right. you won't also have. But
0: it's forty UHD. inches.
4: Forty inches for ninety eight bucks. I mean, ninety eight dollars. <laughs> ninety eight dollars. It's a ridiculous <laughs> deal. It's a
0: ridiculous deal. And then you know, but speaking of the larger sets, they also have another. They have a sixty five inch Samsung, uh, also LED HDR. That's a pretty nice set, and that's regularly almost eight hundred dollars. And they're rolling that out for four seventy seven. So you know, the TVs are the they're the they're the driver really, or they're they're usually kind of the front line deal that that all the various big box retailers and online retailers kind of lead with. So it's kind of fun to see what the TVs are going for and and as we talked about earlier in this show, you know, it's getting to the point where TVs are almost just disposable items, you know. They they will not live forever as your TCL did not. Mm-mm. And that's actually rare for a TCL to go, but there's no more TV repairment, you know. It's when it goes it goes and you just replace it. But it is such a stunningly inexpensive thing to get right. now and
4: when I when I called about my uh, TCO, I called customer service and I was like, hey, I've only had this for a year and it died. You know, what can I do about this? And they they said they asked me if I had the warranty, which I neglected to get because it was like a third of the price of the TV itself. So I was like, well, oh, well. And they said that it would cost $200 to replace the part that's likely out. And I had paid 350 for it. So I was like, well, I guess it's just time to get a new TV. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. what What else are you going to do about that? Yeah. You know? No, exactly,
0: and and it is, yeah. That that's and they're hard, you know. Like everything, that the electronics are are they're just stuffed in there. They're kind of hard to work on, and it's just not worth it. So, away you got and You went and got a Samsung, so right. you know, that's a that's a good TV as well. Although, as we we were talking about, I think it was the last episode we did with uh, Jeff Morrison, he was saying that you know, listen for for the video file, there is a difference between TVs on the top end for sure, but for the average consumer. Man, the things that are inexpensive are really just great deals out there. It is crazy. you know. Even the, the least expensive television is going to look pretty darn good these days compared right. to what, what came before it. Uh, one of the interesting things that I've been meaning to do, and I don't know if you've done this or not, I, I'm also seeing, I think this is on Amazon, 23andMe, the DNA test, regularly $199. they are going to do it for $99. Have you done your DNA test?
4: I have not. not super interested in it. You know, no, just, why not? I am who I am. I know who I am. I don't need to know too much more about it. I mean, it's fun. It? It'd probably be fun. I just—it's not a hundred dollars fun for me. Oh yeah. really? Oh, yeah. interesting. I <laughs> and I get it. I get the appeal. You know, uh, finding out what your lineage is and such. And uh, um, I just—it just doesn't excite me. But you know, um, can I say? Uh, you know, you mentioned that TV's would be a big draw this this year. They always are. Um, sure. But I was seeing some other things that might be a big draw and not necessarily even to Walmart or department stores, but um, to cell phone carriers. They're doing some really good uh, mm-hmm. deals. I mean, I think maybe Samsung is pushing the deals, but I'm seeing deals on other phones as well. But I've, if you're thinking about maybe getting it and then you're like, ah, I don't want to spend any money on it. I saw some of so the Android
0: phones, I assume.
4: Yes, Android. I mean, there could be sales on iPhones, but I didn't see them. <laughs> not um, likely. not likely. But the Samsung Galaxy Note 10 I saw on sale for $600 off, you know. That's a huge wow. savings if you think about That's a heck of a deal. Yeah, if you think about the amount of money you're saving, that's that's a big chunk. Um,
0: I wish they were doing deals on on the actual service. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my god, every time I get my cell phone bill, it's really it's this much money and i'm paying for in my case five iphones it's like oh my goodness it just adds up and just it's just a bill that we can't avoid anymore which brings up an interesting question too is you know i used to be kind of the guy that was always checking out the latest and greatest of phones and i'm kind of not that guy anymore are you that guy or are you kind of now content with Whatever you've got, as long as it's you know a couple of years old, it's fine and, and not super old. I, I, or do you care anymore about getting the latest and the greatest?
4: No, I think we're running into sort of a feature slash technology wall that we're we're hitting with phones. I mean, yeah, they're incrementally um, improving yeah. every generation, but I mean, it's not enough for me to be like, I got to throw this uh, Note eight in the trash and look at the games that are developed or the apps that are developed for your phone. They aren't so intensive that you need the boost to begin with. I mean, in the future, you might. But then in the future, there will be another generation of phones anyway. Sure, sure. And
0: it's a big finance commitment. And that's that's kind of where they are. I mean, you don't see, remember, the, in the old days when a new Apple iPhone would be announced, there was a line around the block of Apple stores. It's definitely not that way any longer. But on that note, we do need to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be talking cars because the LA Auto Show is in town, and boy, there's a lot of tech going on there. So stick with us. You're listening to Pop Tech Radio.
2: Kia doesn't have to be the oldest SUV maker around, because what they lack in the cautious restraint of age, they make up for with the gravel-pounding ambition of youth. Telluride, Sportage, and Sorrento SX, part of the tough and ready lineup of SUVs from Kia with fully active all-wheel drive, torque vectoring corner control, and forward collision warning. give it everything. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Forward collision warning is not a substitute for safe driving and may not detect all objects surrounding vehicle. Always drive safely and use caution.
0: Hey everyone, it is Pop Tech Radio, and if you happen to be in Los Angeles this weekend, it is the L.A. Auto Show. It is happening. It is a big, groovy event, and who else to talk about it than the Hollywood car consultant? He is Josh Hancock, a frequent visitor to the show. Josh, how are you this fine day? Super happy Good on. Good
5: morning. Good morning, Michael. I am great. Thank you.
0: Now set the table for us, uh, briefly, in the pantheon of car shows, because this is not the only car show that happens on the planet, where does L.A. sit?
5: Well, traditionally, Detroit, North American International Auto Show was the most important auto show in North America. That has changed. Um, Both. Los Angeles and Chicago have now been designated international auto shows. And I, I think we have to look at these auto shows in two ways. Now it's becoming much less important for the press to cover the auto show because they're no longer introducing new models at auto show. They're doing it outside of auto show because they don't want to be caught up in all the noise of auto show. Right. So then we look at it on a consumer level, and of course Los Angeles and Southern California is the most important car market in the world. So on a consumer level, it ranks very high.
0: And on the tech side, uh, you know, it is because there's kind of two parts sort of to this show, right? There's
5: the
0: the automobility part of the
5: show. Yeah, so traditionally we used to have 2 days of press where where you know basically it's around 6 to 7,000 journalists from the US and around the world would come in the show starts on Friday to the public they would come in Monday or Tuesday parties at night and then Wednesday and Thursday every 50 minutes there's a press conference at all the manufacturers and you know Auto shows used to be rated on what new vehicle was going to be revealed. Mm-hmm. So there have been times in Los Angeles where we've had over 20 reveals in those 2 days. This year we probably had 6. Interesting. And the biggest thing of course is that Ford showed uh, you know on Sunday night prior to Automobility Week Ford bought out a hangar, a private jet hangar, actually two, on the backside of Tesla in Hawthorne, California, to show their new pure electric mass market car, which is the Mustang Mach-E.
0: Lovely. That was a uh, little poke in the eye, shall we say, to do it that way?
5: That was a poke in the eye. And and in, in essence, it's a little bit of a poke in the eye to the auto show. Because normally, five years ago, we all would have been waiting for that press conference at the show. But instead, they brought in all these journalists from around the world, and they brought them in for that Sunday night. And I've never seen, you know, it ranks very high on the amount of money that they spent to show us this car, by the way. It's 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 a big, big deal for them.
0: Now, there's also something else going on. and If you don't live in California, you, you wouldn't be aware of it. But the, the show has kind of been dragged into the political arena, has it not, based on, on California and clean air standards and pushing back on the Trump administration. So kind of frame very, that as well. Very,
5: very much so. And now we're having, you know, and I'm sure you know this better than I do, that people are saying, if you're not going to support California in their stricter standards, we're not going to buy your cars.
0: The state of California will not buy your cars, meaning the the, the that they buy exactly. So, yeah. and the car and the cars Wait, that, that they build. That's, real- a, that's, a, that's well, a huge statement. Yes,
5: I mean and we it, we we are one tenth of the car market in the United States
0: here. We fight above our weight, so to speak. Um, yeah, but-
5: and. And why it's the most important market is also because we buy, like, for Porsche, this is their number one market in the world.
0: Right. But automakers were forced to kind of, they were in a bit of a quandary as well, though, right? Because they're saying, well, who do we listen to? Because the federal government is trying to push for lower standards, and yet California is saying, no, we want the higher standards.
5: Yeah. And, you know, look, this has been going on for years and California has been a leader. We had the worst air in the country, so we needed to fix it, which we did a great job. And therefore, you know, the rest of the world listened to what we did. The Europeans adopted a lot of things. At that time, the federal government really was happy that California was taking these steps in many ways and working with them. Uh, The Trump administration is much more in bed with oil and gas and coal and traditional sources of energy. So they're looking to the guys that give them money, which is oil and gas. And they're trying to relax this, which is, you know, some automotive manufacturers have been gearing up and they feel like they're going to lose the edge around the world unless we lead.
0: Fascinating. All right. Well, hold that thought because we've got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more with my good friend Josh Hancock and what's going on at the Auto Show here in Los Angeles. You're listening to Pop Tech Radio.
3: This holiday season, Dodge's gift to you is Employee Pricing Plus. That means everyone gets the same price our employees get on the Dodge Durango. And with Durango's available 475 horsepower, Dodge is here to make every trip a memorable one. So hurry in to the Dodge Big Finish event today to take advantage of Employee Pricing Plus. Offer is available in the purchase or lease of a 2020 Dodge Durango or a new 2019 Dodge vehicle, excluding Charger and Challenger. Customer responsible for $200 administration fee. Must agree to delivery by one See deliver details.
0: Hey, we're back. It's Pop Tech Radio. Mike Etchard here. My good friend Josh Hancock. He, of course, is an art director in Hollywood and for movies. Uh, when it comes to automotive, and he has uh, been hanging out at the LA Auto Show, which is why we are talking to him. And and Josh, we you mentioned, of course, in the last segment, the all electric Mustang, which has been introduced. There is also a Tesla truck that was introduced, and boy, that was interesting. <laughs> Can you share some <laughs> thoughts on the that?
5: Cyber truck, The Cybertruck. I think it's named well, you know. Um, it's a very dystopian design. Yes, it is. It's being called what DeLorean would have done if he wanted to design the truck. It is all stainless steel.
0: And I haven't heard the DeLorean thing, but that totally makes sense. That's a great way of of framing, if you haven't seen a picture of it, what it looks like. I don't care for it, quite frankly, but it's
5: it's Very, very sharp angles. Mm -hmm. And the other part of it in DeLorean is that it is stainless steel color. Yes. So, you know, it's also a reminder there. I mean, my first impression, well, besides the design, on a market level, I think he's decided to go after the sport utility market versus really the truck market right yeah this, so it's this this not a not conventional
0: truck, truck like, like your the, average yeah
5: yeah cool. it's not a truck for your average pickup guy it's a truck for younger generation coming up that wants something that will do everything it'll be a sport utility it'll be a truck but it's a sport activity vehicle and it's very capable i mean the numbers are crazy
3: yeah, zero
5: to sixty two point nine seconds.
0: That's exactly. fast. That's quite fast. <laughs> but Elon Musk had a bit of a, uh, uh, you know, it's always a, a nerve wracking thing when you're when you're showing a a prototype, if you will, or, or something that's not out yet, because sometimes things don't go as planned. And something didn't go as planned with him. This has theoretically, or what what was promoted as unbreakable windows, and yep. did, did he not uh, try to prove? their unbreakableness and yet uh they in fact did break <laughs> in his demonstration
5: <laughs> oops yes that that, that was kind of crazy uh and yes his whole uh promotion on this is this is unbreakable and that's why it's stainless steel and they also took a sledgehammer they had an f-150 door and i didn't go i've been auto show so much i couldn't get down there they took an F-150 door and they bashed it with a sledgehammer. I was pretty impressed at how much that door didn't cave in. It had small <laughs> dents in it. Then they take it to the Tesla and, you know, there's no dents in the truck.
0: Wow. Now, I think you and I have kind of talked about this a little bit on the show before, but it's, it always amazes me, you know, when you talk about the truck segment of vehicles, it's a gigantic market, right? And it's dominated by the American car companies in a way that other categories are not. If I understand right. correctly, Ford is having an F-150, an all-electric F-150 coming sometime, if I'm not mistaken. But it's a That gi- is
5: correct. I, yeah, let's look at the fact that it's the number one selling... A, a pickup truck is the number one selling vehicle in the United States. Actually, it's first and second. That alone compared to every other market in the world is a bit crazy. There's not another market in the world where a pickup truck is the best-selling vehicle. And it's not by a little bit, by the way. Yeah. The Ford F-150 last year sold almost a million units, 948,000 if I'm correct. Um, you know, the top-selling car is around... 548,000 units. So, it's a lot. And it's amazing that we do that.
0: Yeah, stunning. So, and if that market, if there is an electric vehicle that that is a practical option, that's that's a gigantic potential game changer in the industry, correct?
5: Correct. And last year, of course, we saw the Bollinger get launched at LA Auto Show.
0: Right. So, in the last sort of 45 seconds we have, what was the coolest car you saw, Josh, at the LA Auto Show?
5: Uh, well, Mercedes-Benz has a hot rod called the Simplex. Okay. I would definitely look at the Simplex. I would also look at the Infinity booth. They have a full-size, pure electric concept that is absolutely beautiful. Uh, the most significant thing is the Mustang Mach-E because it's... This is how we're going to, you know, this is us changing the auto industry to pure electric. Ford has made a big commitment here.
0: Awesome. All right, Josh, thanks so much for joining us, brother. Have fun and remind me, for that new Mercedes, let me know how much I have to save up in my piggy bank because I bet it's not going to be cheap. So, folks, thanks for listening into this episode of Pop Tech Radio. We will be back again next week. And don't forget, you can find us all the old episodes uh, on on wherever you get your podcasts. So big thanks to Cody Castleberry. Have a wonderful week, everyone. We will see you next time on Pop
2: Tech Radio. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck. The Subaru Outback is all new for 2020. It'll take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive plus up to 33 miles per gallon. It'll take you off the beaten path with 8.7 inches of ground clearance, plus standard X mode with hill descent control. Welcome to the all-new Best Outback Ever, the 2020 Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. EPA-estimated highway fuel economy for the 2020 Subaru Outback non-turbo models. Actual mileage may vary.